0: Hello, welcome to the self-learning podcast by Dr. Shishma Singh. Let us start Unit 7, Structure, Function and Neo-Functionalism. Without exaggeration, one may say that in the history of social anthropology and sociology, no theory has generated so much of interest, enthusiasm and response as did functionalism known by different names such as functional approach, structural functional approach, structural functionalism, functional school etc. Functionalism emerged as some kind of a unified methodology and theory in the 1930s earlier right from the beginning of the 19th century it was a body of scattered ideas and propositions until the 1960s it, its reputation was unassessable as its adherents were scholars of outstanding merit who were known for various other contributions besides developing it both in terms of theory and method. For example, the famous American functionalist Talcott Parsons is well known for his contribution to family sociology, the school as a social system, role analysis in medical institutions, professions, and problems of the blacks, evolutionism, etc. Similarly, Robert Martin' contribution to social structure and anomy, deviance, and conformity dysfunctions of bureaucracy, sociology of science survey methods, role set etc. will always be referred during this period from the 1930s to 1960s when functional approach was virtually unchallenged in the United States of America and the other parts of the world some of its criticisms were undoubtedly surfacing for instance the British social anthropologist Sir E E Ivan Pritchard rejected the idea of social anthropology as a science held by the protagonist of the structural functional approach A R Radcliffe Brown and viewed it rather as a comparative history although Ivan's Pritchard Began as a functionalist, he transformed into a humanist. Sir Edmund R. Leach also stated his career in the social anthropology as a functionalist. He then moved to processual analysis, that is looking at society as a process, In time. As it is evident from his 1954 book on political system, later under the influence of Claude Levis Strauss, he became a structuralist and came to be known as the neo structuralist. His 1961 publication of Rethinking Anthropology offered a change to structural functionalism. In spite of these criticisms, functionalism continued to survive with glory. But by the end of the 1960s and the beginning of the 1970s, the criticisms of the functional theory increased manifold. Parsons' attempts to merge theories based on action with those based on structures were unconvincing to many critics. The rehabilitation of Marxistian approach in sociology and the successful emergence of the conflict theory was a big blow to functionalism. Several new theories and approaches each trying to bring in the aspects that functionalism had ignored became the focal points. It seemed clear to many critics that the sociology had entered a post-functional, a post-Parsian phase in its development. gradually after a brief hiatus during the 1980s there was a revival of interest in parsons work some call it a phase of rediscovery of parsons initially it had little to do with the structural functionalism but with parsons ability to synthesize the works of the classical thinkers such as Emile Durkheim, Max Weber, Wilfredo Prato, to explore a theory of social action in his The Structure of Social Action in 1935 which he ably used to advance fields like economy and society family and industrialization, etc. Following this as resurgence of interest in Parsons functionalism first in Germany and then America in 1985, Jeffrey C. Alexander introduced the term neo-functionalism with an aim to reconsider and revise Parson's theory. Neo-functionalism offered a critique of the fundamental propositions of the original theory of functionalism. It examined the aspects of the several other theories, some of which had conflicting relations with the functionalism. For example, Marxism, in order to integrate them with neo-functionalism because of this neo-functionalism does not manifest itself in one single theory rather as several variants put together under the same rubric. Against this background Alexander emphasizes that the neo-functionalism should be considered to a lesser extent as a theory and more as a wide-ranging intellectual tendency or movement. This unit centers around the critical evolution of functionalism and the emergence of neo-functionalism. We will explore the concept of the neo-functionalism is in sociological writings and examine its merits and limitations. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.